you're about to see an elderly Irish priest despair, his words, despair over these young traditional priests who want to wear black cassocks and talk, he says, about sin. Call me crazy, that's what I thought Catholic priests were supposed to wear and were supposed to talk about, that they were to be shepherds, priests, sanctifiers of the faithful, guiding and leading them in all holiness. That's what I thought Catholic priests were all about. And yet there's a whole generation from the 1950s to now. Not all of them. There's some very good and holy priests. But there's a sizable chunk from the 1950s to our time that is modernist, woke, social justice. They think that Christ came to talk about environmentalism, globalism, and to give hugs. Christ came, born of the Virgin, the Immaculate Virgin Mary, lived a life, ministered for three and a half years, and then endured a bloody and painful passion, which included punches in the face, being spat upon in the face, a crown of thorns, scourging at the pillar, carrying the cross, and then being nailed in humiliation before his own people, the Jews, under Pontius Pilate. And he rose on the third day. And then he sent the apostles out in the world to preach the Gospels, and they became martyrs too, save the Apostle John, but even he was tortured. And today, looking at my traditional Catholic calendar, today is the feast of St. Bartholomew, the Apostle. St. Bartholomew was skinned alive because he loved Jesus so much. He would not renounce Jesus. These are the kinds of priests that Christ ordained. Imagine just for a moment, before we run the clip, I'm going to run the clip. Here he is. Here's a little preview. There he is. Before I run the clip, just imagine being St. Bartholomew the Apostle and being skinned alive. Just imagine your hand being skinned while you are alive. Just imagine someone bringing in a very sharp knife and coming in and then going between the bone and the skin and separating it while you are conscious, while you are alive, and doing that to your chest, your back, your face. That's what St. Bartholomew went through. Why? Because he believed in sin. And he believed the only remedy is Jesus Christ. Not Buddha, not Muhammad, not a self-help book, not Oprah, not all these politicians, these socialists that are promising you free gas and free college and free house and free everything. They're all lying to you. Their hope is dope. Well, let's listen to this elderly Irish priest. And after we listen, we'll say the prayer. We'll say the prayer for him. So here he is, and we'll roll it. Oh, before I roll it, everybody give a like to this video. You know what I'm going to say. You hear me say all the time. Thumbs up, like, do it now. Share this video on Twitter, Facebook, and then, of course, if you're new, or if you're not new but you haven't subscribed, hit the subscription button in the corner and turn notifications on. All right, let's run the video.
This is Father, and I use air quotes because, I mean, is he even trying to lead people to the Father? <sighs> Author of Who Will Break Bread for Us? And let me get the sound up. Rolling. Usually wouldn't be very happy about it. And usually the community would be disinterested in it. It wouldn't feel they were supporting them or whatever. So it's very much the wind on, on the face of anybody now who's making a decision to become a priest is really running counter to the culture of the day. In terms of the young priests, I mean, part of the difficulty we have is that we have very few vocations to the priesthood. But part of the other difficulty we have is that the vocations we're getting are like the people, are like my parish priest in the 40s and the 50s at home. They're traditional. They want to wear black. They want to wear soutans. They want to talk to people about sin. They want the Latin mass, and they want to dress up investments, and they want to do all of this sort of thing, like people did 40, 60 years ago, 70 years ago. So I, I, I despair of the young priests. I prefer if we hadn't got them. So I, I, I despair of the young priests. I prefer... He despairs. Usually wouldn't be very happy about of the young priests. He said, I'd rather have nothing. This father, Brendan Hoban, he's telling you, you know, these, we don't have any vocations to the priesthood. You know, we, we basically ruined our seminaries. We, we ruined the presbytery. We, we drove men, good men away from the ministry of Jesus Christ, the priesthood. And the ones that still are holding on and trying to be ordained to become priests, I mean, he despairs. He says they're traditional. They, they want to wear black. I wore black today just to honor that. They want to wear black. They want to wear soutanes, a cassock. They want to talk about sin. They even, I mean, brace yourself, people. They even want the Latin Mass. Wow. You know, we what we got to do right now is we got to pray. We're going to pray the Our Father, and we'll get back into this. Oremus. Nomini Patris, Epiri, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater Noster, qui es in Celi, Sanctificator, Nomen Tuum, Venia Regnum Tuum, Fia Voluntas Tua, Secut in Celo, et in Terra. Panam Nostrum, Quotidianum, de Nobis Odie, et Dimite Nobis, Debita Nostra. Sicut et nos dimittimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, se libera nos amalo. Amen. St. Patrick, pray for us. St. Pius V, pray for us. Nomini Patris, et Fidi, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Yeah, so basically, uh, these old Irish priests, like the one talking, have ruined the priesthood, not only in Ireland, but all over the world. They have to be Irish. Uh, this mentality that you're supposed to, I mean, check it out. You know, you just wear a sweater and a and a plaid shirt, and uh, I mean, what are you doing? What do you what, just what are you doing? And you see this, you know, you look back at you know Balthazar and Rahner and Hans Kuhn, they're all dressed like me. See, I got my Vatican II Paretus outfit on, black suit, black tie. I'm ready to go to Vatican II and give my expert opinions on all things theological let's do some lumen gentium you know let's do a little bit of uh nostra etate let's do a little uh denitatis humane a little re remix revision here and there that's what these guys were doing 
you see this priest on the screen. I mean, that age of Aquarius theologian priest, and yeah, Ratzinger, uh, Father Ratzinger was one of them as well. Joseph Ratzinger. Uh, they wear their their little suits and their and their black ties, or they dress like this with the sweater and the plaid shirt, and they lament and they hate that priests want to wear a cassock and wear black. Let's listen to that one part of the clip again. Here he is. The one to wear soutens. Oh, back it up more. In the 40s and the 50s at home. The traditional, the one to wear black, the one to wear soutens. They want to talk to people about sin. They want the Latin mass, and they want to dress up investments, and they want to do all of this sort of thing, like people did 40, 60 years ago, 70 years ago. So I, I, I despair of the young priests. I prefer if we have nothing. So I, 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 I prefer we have nothing. Well, I don't despair. I rejoice. I'm happy. I love, I just love that there's an elderly priest, Nouvelle Théologie, who's saying, I can't believe you got these new priests. They want to wear black and talk about sin and have a Latin mass. And I'm like, yes, score, touchdown. We got some young men and they're not following this horrible example. Uh, there's a comment coming in right now. I see lots of people are joining us. Uh, it says, four seminarians entered the only Irish seminary this year. Four. I wonder why. Could it be that they're being discouraged and pushed away by the Nouvelle Théologie modernist elderly priests in Ireland, like the one we just saw on the screen? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Thanks be to God that there are alternatives now to the diocesan seminary as being offered by the Institute of Christ the King, Fraternity of St. Peter, and the Society of St. Pius X. Where these young men who want to be faithful to Christ, celebrate tradition, and yet submit to the Apostolic See, Rome, be in full communion with the church from all times and in all places. What do you guys think? I'm going to do a little Q&A now. You can ask a question, leave a comment, use a question mark so I see that's a question because there's a lot of you on here right now. What do you guys think when you watch this video of an elderly Irish priest saying that he despairs of the new priest because they want to talk about sin and have the Latin mass? Here's a comment here from Alex St. Michael. He says, I prefer if we have nothing. Well, you got it, Father. Yeah, that's what y'all have done. You, these, this Irish priest, this one right here, they do not believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. They don't believe in the Bible. So what they did is they came in as a job. They took our money. They lived in the rectories. They preached heresy. And they lived off of our goodwill. They grifted from our goodwill. From people who thought they were Catholic when they were not. Why? Because they were infiltrating. Infiltration is what's been going on. It's funny. He says, you know, he, he, he puts the time period, the threshold back 
to win the 50s and the 60s. He says back when I was a kid, 60, 70 years ago. He knows that he and others have pulled a fast one. They took Catholicism and they took something else and they switched them. And they laughed to the bank because they took your money and lived off of it. The biggest grift in the world were these infiltrating Judas priests who came in and lived off the endowments in the universities and the lectureships and the rectories and the apostolic palaces and the diocesan centers and just got in the convents of these fake nuns that don't wear veils and just absorbed and gobbled up all those buildings and funds and tuitions and everything. And they gave something fake. Well, I'll tell you what, you're done. And there's a new generation of priests who, yes, they're traditional. They want to wear black. They want to wear a cassock. They want to teach us about sin and how to avoid it and how to get to heaven. And they want to say the Latin mass. And we say, hip, hip, hooray. And booyah. Let's take some more comments here. Thank you, Alex St. Michael. Sarah Ford asks, why is he still a priest or considered a priest? The only reason is for money. He doesn't believe in the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I bet if you asked him, hey, does everybody, can you be a, a Hindu uh, and you worship Shiva and go to heaven? He'd be like, yeah, that's great. You say, hey, do you need to baptize a baby to get rid of original sin? He'd be like, no, that's stupid. We don't believe that anymore. Uh, here's a comment from Watario. Uh, the idea of someone saying, I'd rather have nothing is beyond disgusting. It is. But now you get to see that these are infiltrators doing infiltration in the church. You know, you can't just say, ah, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. No, it's for real. You see it every day now. It's for realio. Here's a comment from Carlos. They cannot tolerate anything traditional and sublime. Priests like him are a dying breed, and they know it. Deo gratias for all the solid and holy priests. Amen and amen. I agree, Carlos. And thanks be to God. We're winning. You look at the demographics of the Jesuits. You look at the demographics of, say, the priests in the Society of St. Pius X, whatever you believe about the SSPX. Uh, they just reported having their 700th priest earlier this year. I think it's now even more than that. Over 700 priests. They've been around since the 70s. They've got over 700 priests. Ireland has got four seminarians this year. Death. Death. And as our Lord told us, one of the best things he told us was, you shall know them by their fruits. Well, we know this guy by his fruits. He's despairing of traditional young priests. Patrick says, infiltration, best book ever. No, it's not. Don't say that. It's the Bible. And about 1,000 or 5,000 or 10,000 other great books by men and women who have the title Saint in front of their name. I just wrote a short history of what's been going on. 
Carl says, do a show on the Holy House of Loretto. I think I might. I've been there. It's great. And uh, when Joy and I were in Prague a few weeks ago, we found the Loretta Chapel. It's a copy of the Holy House of Loretto uh, there in Prague in Czech Republic. Interesting. And I've been doing some studies, so I think I will do a show on that. Thanks, Carl, for the recommendation. I'll take a few more comments and questions here before we roll out. Uh, Bergoglio's bad lung. Does this priest have even a bit of supernatural faith? I don't know. I don't know, but he's he's not on board. He's not on board. And he, he repudiates the priest of when he was a child. So... Frankie G says, Taylor, what? look at how he used all these question marks. I love that. What percentage of priests do you think are infiltrators? I don't know. Um, it's a bit controversial. People are going to get a little upset right now. Take a deep breath. But I've been told by American priests that I know well. These are in the diocesan structures, not FSSP and uh, traditional order priests that certainly... Over 50% of American priests right now are homosexuals. Doesn't necessarily mean that they are active and uh, going on dates. I don't know what they do, uh, living that life, but that they are that same sex attracted, it's over half. Um, and then when you consider, you just go into the parish and then you look at Eucharistic abuse. Uh, the tabernacle being missing with our Lord in timeout in some other room. Um, listen to the homilies, listen to the prayers of the people and all that kind of stuff. You know, I think, man, I, I don't want to give a number because then people will say Taylor Marshall said this number of infiltrators, but I think it's high. I think it's high. And I think it's high because the bishops have weeded out the seminarians to have more weeds than wheat. They want priests in their image, just like this old priest. So that's my careful answer. All right, I'll do uh, two more. Uh, Mrs. G plus three, who looks awfully like Archbishop Marcel Lefebvre as a young man with the beard. Marcel Lefebvre with the big beard. By the way, I shaved my beard. It's been hot down here. Are you thinking Rome will come for FSSP soon? I don't know. Um, I stand firm on my corral theory. I think Pope Francis Bergoglio was trying to take all trads, corral them into one corral, and then close the gate and say, y'all are now in not full communion you're in partial communion you're basically the greek orthodox to us now i think that's what francis wants that's why francis is kind of the sspx and he's been pushing away the institute of christ the king fraternity of saint peter and other traditional groups that's my suspicion of what's going on all right one more let's see one more Here we go. Um, my okay, this is from Margaret. My brother was a seminarian who an older priest was grooming 
uh, other seminarians. And yeah, I've heard this. Uh, I've taught seminarians in the United States and in Rome. And I know, I, I personally have known, I mean, dozens, 75, 80, maybe 100 seminarians that I've known personally. And all of them have a story, all of them, of uh, other priests, seminary formators, other seminarians. I mean, it's pretty sorted. It's a major, it's a major problem where I will not donate any money to a diocesan seminary at this point of everything that I've heard. It's so disturbing. So uh, I'm sorry for your brother. Everybody say a prayer for Margaret's brother. And uh, yeah, we got to clean this thing up and we got to pray. And we got to do penance and you got to stop eating meat on Friday. You got to pray the rosary every day. You got to read the Bible every day. You got to step it up. You got to step it up. We got to plead heaven. We have to ask the sacred heart of Jesus to have mercy on us. The Immaculate Heart of Mary to pity us. And we got to pray our rosary every single day. Every single day. All right, before I sign off, I'm going to make a couple of announcements. First off, you know, way back in 2019, we led an amazing Latin Mass pilgrimage to the Holy Land. It's fantastic. It's great. And then in 2020, we're going to do a Marian Rosary pilgrimage. We're going to go to Fatima, Spain, Lourdes, Paris. It's going to be amazing. And then this thing called the COVID happened. We had to cancel it. We said, we'll do it in 2021 canceled 2022 canceled well it's back on so we will be doing the marian pilgrimage of fatima portugal spain france and it will be uh in june of 2023 and so i'll have details and links and all that coming soon if you want to go on a pilgrimage with joy me and the family and have latin mass and rosaries and learn about our lady the other big news is, let me see if I can put it on the screen, is my book. My new book is finished. And I got the files back this week, which means we're all good to go to publish. But there's some preliminary things. What is the new book? The new book is titled, drumroll please, Oh my goodness, that came out really big. <laughs> that was a really bad drum roll uh, <laughs> intro. The new book is Antichrist and Apocalypse, the 21 Prophecies of Revelation Unveiled and Described. I've been working on this all year uh, since, well, I mean, I've been doing the research for years, if you've listened to my podcast on the book of Revelation, but I've been working on this since January and it is complete. It is epic. It is thorough. It is not about we're in the end times and buy gold and bullets and start prepping. This is a biblical, Catholic, patristic study of the church fathers, the saints and the popes, what they teach about the Antichrist, who he is, what he will do, what his reign will be like, and the apocalypse. And I go through every single verse of the book of Revelation every single one and i talk about the land beast and the sea beast and 666 and uh the whore of babylon 
and the identity of Babylon the Great and all of these things using the church fathers, saints like St. Robert Bellarmine, uh, popes, etc. So that's happening. And I'm starting the launch team as I did with Infiltration. And if you want to be a part of that, I'm going to put on the screen. It's pretty easy to remember. TaylorMarshall.com forward slash launch. What does this do? I will send you an advanced copy of the book. If you'll read it, you'll give me feedback. You'll review it on Amazon.com and or promote it on Twitter, Facebook, or your social media. So in other words, I'm asking you to help me launch the book. If you want to be part of the launch team, there's actually a very short application of just your name and a couple questions. If you go to taylormarshall.com forward slash launch, you can start that process. It's super easy. It'll take you 30 seconds. And then uh, we're going to go through and find the people who are the best fit. And if we choose you, you'll get the advanced copy of the book and your name will appear in the back of this book printed in the back of the book. So uh, it's a kind of a, a fun thing that we like to do to thank people. And often I meet people who have been on the previous launch teams like Infiltration, like I'm in the back of the book and they like open it and we find their name and I circle it and I sign. I usually write a little handwritten note to thank them right there when I meet them in person. So if that's something you're interested in, go to taylormarshall.com forward slash forward slash launch and sign up to be on the launch team. So I'm pretty excited about this book. Um, I ha I wrote Infiltration and then I had Rosary in 50 Pages. This is my, my next big book, epic book. It's longer than Infiltration. And uh, I think it's going to be pretty monumental and uh, pretty important. So we'll have more on that. Uh, there'll be a Kindle version. There's going to be an audible um, audiobook version, which is read by one of my friends, a podcaster you know. I think you'll be pretty excited about that. And uh, there'll be paperback and hardback versions. So all that stuff's going on right now. All right. Well, thanks for watching. Pray your rosary every single day. If you don't pray the rosary, you're not on the team. And uh, please pray for me. Pray for our young seminarians, our young priests, that they hold on. Don't get discouraged by these modernists who are despairing of them. Mm-mm. Mm and let's pray the Hail Mary for them. Oremos. Nomine Patris et Fidei, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tu, Iesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, or pronobis peccatoribus, nunc edator mortis nostre. Amen. Nomine Patris et Fidei, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. All right. Thanks for watching, everyone. God bless you. Godspeed. And remember, our Lord Jesus Christ is the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless and Godspeed.